Greetings, all who have joined in from the north, south, east, and west, wherever you are, and whatever time of day it is, I am Litney, your host here in Lit in the Lord. I'm grateful that you decided to tune in. I am very grateful to share the love and light of Jesus Christ through inspiration and the Word of God. Many of you who have listened during the month of July 2020 are aware that I was a part of a prayer movement called the Press Movement with the goal of reaching 1 million minutes collectively in prayer from July 1st through July 31st. I am glad, you know, what I learned during the press and even after the press. I am really appreciative of being a part of the press. When I first began the movement, I felt like praying became harder. And this was nerve-wracking for me because prior to it, it seemed like I could pray and wasn't competing for time to pray. But immediately after I had signed up and committed myself, that's when the opposition came. However, like knowing when opposition comes, I reminded myself that remember what is driving you, not only what is driving you, but who is driving you, and knowing that God was the center of my focus helped me to continue to press. So during this prayer movement, God helped me see that it's not just about calculating the minutes in prayer to reach a goal, but really about being conscious about spending time with him in prayer. And I extended the invitation to many of you who may be listening today and other audience, the other listening audience in in the Lord about joining me, and I was glad to just see how God led me to share with you some of the prayer targets and pray over them even on this podcast. So towards the end and at the end of July, um, which was a few days ago, as press began to wind up as far as it pertained to a million minutes goal, I felt like I was in the fourth quarter. I I mean, I put my game face on, and I'm saying, okay, it's my time to pray. I'm going to give it my my all. I'm going to put on the whole arm of God, you know, encourage myself like this week. I got to do better than I did the previous week. I have to go in. I have to do uh, spend time in prayer. And I can honestly say that God truly met me um, during the final week of the press movement. But still at the conclusion of July and the beginning of August, Like the very next day after July 31st and into August 1st, the question of what next or what now, it came about. And this is not an unusual question after feeling a sense of accomplishment. This is not an unusual question even after feeling like you did your best to meet your goal. And this is not an unusual question when your world is in transition and you realize that what was in your past can no longer dictate what's present and what's ahead. And those questions didn't just come by themselves. They came with other uh, thoughts such as, you know, you should know better by now. You should know what to do. You should know uh, what thing you should have got over. Are you sure you did your best? Are you sure you gave it your all? You sh- you really should think about, you know, doing harder, working harder, doing more and more. Definitely understanding that we always should continue to pursue God. But these questions and these thoughts came with an accusatory accusatory tone. And I knew it was Satan just trying to magnify himself. And so what did I do? I, I got up and I found my way back to that place, that place that God had prepared for me. And I didn't come with the prayer target. I didn't come with somebody else's prayer list. I just brought myself, brought my heart. 
And as I began to pray and talk to God, God met me in that space of prayer and reminded me of his word, which he gave, which gave me peace and it silenced all accusations and silenced that anxiety of not knowing, okay, what next, what to do now. And God took me to the book of Micah in the Bible, Micah chapter six, verses five through eight, which I want to read to you. And it says, oh, my people, remember now what Balak king of Moab consulted and what Balaam, the son of of Beor answered him from Shittim unto Gilgal, that ye may know the righteousness of the Lord. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves, calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. In this passage, the Lord had a controversy with his people, Israel. He wanted to know what he had done wrong. Like, why were they weary? What had he done that was unrighteous? He had always called these people here in the text blessed. He said they're blessed people. His thoughts were always to bless them. He was not requiring anything more of them, uh, anything of themselves, such as works that would please him. But he wanted their worship. And it was not what they could do in they, their own selves, but the faith that they could trust in who God was and trust in his righteousness. And for me, it just illuminated what was trying to cloud my thoughts far as. Sometimes after we've gone full press in the Lord, after we've accomplished great tasks, after we've done what we even think um, in our personal lives that was really good, we're left wondering, okay, is this all that I, um, is this all for me? Is this all that I can accomplish right here? But God is saying, you know, sometimes we're focusing on that next mission, that next movement and working ourselves up, trying to figure out, okay, will I be good enough? Will I be pleasing enough? Will I be blessed enough? And he says, I've already blessed you. I've already given you my righteousness. Nothing you can do can erase uh, your own sin. You have to trust in my righteousness. You have to trust in that in the fact that I am your God. And so he graciously reminded me that to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with him is what he's requiring in this season. And I believe it not only pertains to after the press, but also in the season that we're living in, where so many people are trying to figure out what, what else can we do? What else can we do? What can we do to make the pain go away? What can we do to make the frustration go away? What can we do to make the evil go away? Just to make everything that seemingly makes our world darker, just make it go away. And God is saying, to do justly, to choose his righteousness, to love mercy, to trust in who he is and what he's extended to us and to walk humbly with him. So that's why I entitled this episode, Walk with the Light. Psalm 119 verse 105 reads, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your question out there today may not be, what next for direction or guidance as it pertains to your life mission. But it may simply be, what should I do in the times of uncertainty that we are facing? 
I want to encourage us all just to walk with the light, to spend time with God in prayer and in his word, not because we have a particular goal in mind, but because it is our reasonable worship. In doing so, our feet will be guided in the right direction and the path will be made clearer that being in relationship with Jesus is what he's always wanted. And so I pray that you have been blessed. And until next time, be encouraged, walk with the light, walk with the word and walk with Jesus. God bless you. I love you. Peace be with you. May heaven smile upon you in Jesus name. Amen.